What is up? What is happening? Welcome back to episode 118 of Skates at the Stakes. I'm your host, AJ DeVito, and finally, hockey is back. Yes, preseason hockey, but hey, hockey is hockey. We're getting there. It really felt like the uh, week and a half of training camp just flew by. Games are coming quick. The, se the uh, season is coming quick as well. I'm excited. You're excited, probably. That's why you're listening to this. But, boys, how are we feeling today? Ryan, I'll kick it off to you first. Hey, guys. Doing great. Um, I'm excited to, uh, you know, get into some actual games for the first time. We, we made it through the summer, folks. The Islanders are back. Uh, there, there's some games to break down on this one, some themes to talk about, just some high-level stuff. And, you know, we're, we're happy to be here. You know, we went one and one this week, but... The more important thing is the process behind going one and one, uh, you know, how we got there and how everyone looks. And, you know, we, we weren't able to watch the training camp, but how everyone looks in the actual games is something we got to talk about here. But uh, I'm happy, you know, doing good today. Jake, how you doing, pal? Yeah, two preseason games in the book. There's another one tomorrow. Uh, we will break it all down. It's uh, been good to uh, watch some of the main players and the rookies as well, and we'll have some takeaways while we break down the game. So very exciting time. We, uh, we as in Jake and myself, we were at the game against Philadelphia. Wasn't the most fun game, but hey, two imaginary points or two imaginary points. I didn't watch the Rangers game, so do we just want to get right into the games, or how do we want to do this? Yeah, let's let's get right into the games. I mean, you know, we could go back from the top. I know Jake has a little breakdown ready to go, but um, just pulling up the game group for the Rangers game. I mean, this was kind of the the Anders Lee group, uh, the Ryan Pulak group, Varlamov and Net. But uh, Jake, I'll, uh, do you have the game group in front of you, or do you want to just kind of? Um, I'm pulling up the game group as we go, but do you have it in front of you, Jake? Yeah. So the goaltenders were Varlamov and Skarik. Um, all the skaters uh, were Durando, Dufour, Fashion, Maggio, Jackson Cates, Ross Johnston, Kyle Clutterbuck, Kyle McLean, Anders Lee, John Gabriel Paggio, um, Pierre Engvall, Brock Nelson. Uh, the defensemen were Ryan Pulak, Isaiah George, Grant Hutton, Sebastian Ajo, and Scott Mayfield, and Samuel Boduke. Hockey players. Sounds good, yeah. Hockey players that we, you know, I, I think the Rangers put out a more talented game group uh, than we did for this game. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of, you know, a lot of younger faces that we haven't really seen before. We only seen like training camp. But, you know, Lee was there. Pajot was there. Pulak was there. Barley was there. And yeah, it was it was a crazy game. But Jake, do you want to break that down? Yeah, um, so this was uh, the first game, obviously. It was the Rangers' second. They played a game against the Bruins a few games previous. Um, they had more experienced players. They had Kako uh, out there. Um, Igor was starting. They had Fox and Lindgren. So they just had a much more experienced group, which makes sense because it was their second game. But uh, to start the first period, 15 seconds in after a whistle, um, Isaiah George gave the puck over. It was a bit of a miscommunication with him. And Pierre Engvall and Capo Kako, unassisted, got his goal. 15 seconds into the game, um, really bad turnover for the 19-year-old. We'll get into how he looked a little bit later. And then a minute and two seconds later, Tyra Pitlick got a goal by a really bad rebound given up by Varlamov. He looked shaky in this game. That was assisted by Goodrow and Gustafson. And two minutes later on the 4x4, four four, it was originally a power play for the Islanders. Uh, 
by Othman, but then Hutton got a roughing call. So it was a four on four. Scott Mayfield turned the puck over really badly. Um, and Chris Crowder finished it off. So it's three nothing, three minutes in, which uh, is not great. Uh, it was a power play because Vincent Trocheck is a scumbag and broke Maggio's nose on a really dirty hit. Um, we got a power play goal. Uh, William Dufour, his first goal of many. Um, it was a power play goal assisted by Matt Maggio and Durando. Um, he just put it on net and it hit Igor's pad and then that's how you score goals. Um, the second period, I missed this one because uh, I missed the second period, but I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jake Leshane. Lecision. Lecision, sorry. Really nice pass to Blake Wheeler, and Wheeler finished it. So that was 4-1. Um, right after I said Blake Wheeler looked awful. Um, Stay hot, Jakey. Yep, uh, as always. Um, nothing right. I mean, I missed the whole period, so I don't know if anything else happened there. The third period, played a lot cleaner. Uh, not a lot of chances, but uh, Jackson Cates pushed the puck into the zone, passed it to Fashing, Hudson Fashing, that is. Uh, really nice pass to Arno Durando, who had an easy finish on Dylan Garand. So that was Durando from Fashing and Cates. And um, that was it. Uh, Jakob Skarek came in the third period, had six saves on six shots. Verona had 20 saves on 24 shots. And the Islanders lose. But, you know, apart from the three awful turnovers in the first three minutes, the Islanders won 2-1. So that's one way to look at it. That is certainly a spinoff of a hockey game. Good job breaking that game down, Jake. I didn't get to watch it. I saw the Trocheck hit. I it was it wasn't great. I don't think it was that bad. I was expecting something a lot worse. It was when you slow things down like that. It was kind of the speed of the moment. He didn't intentionally. I don't think intentionally tried to go for his knee knee on knee. So I think it was just a mental fuck up on Trocheck's part. I don't think he was being malicious there. Hopefully, if not, screw him. I think, I don't know, I don't give that guy kind of the benefit of the doubt. Um, he's a bit of a scumbag from last season, but, you know, I honestly, we got blitzkrieged at the beginning of the game. Like, it was 3 nothing within the first five minutes. I, I was just laughing. Like, I wasn't like, you know, I normally get hyped for Islanders-Rangers games. And we're going tomorrow, and I'll probably get hyped a little bit more seeing it in person. But, like, I was just like... God, like I can't believe that. Uh, you know, I can't believe it was three nothing. I was just kind of laughing for a bit. Um, you know, there were some standouts. We'll get into them in a second. Uh, the guys on the seven-year deals really pissed me off. Uh, I think Engvall could have been a lot better. Um, you know, but Mayfield was a straight up bad. Varlamov was pretty bad. You know, it's obviously preseason. Like Lynn Lambert had to take a timeout in the first four minutes to be like, guys, you actually have to care. But we came out so lackadaisical, and the Rangers just kind of blitzed us to start the game, and it was really frustrating. I'm not worried about Varley. I think he's gonna get his feet under him, or I guess his skates. Um, I'm not worried about Angle. I'm not worried about Mayfield. But you know, a little, a little bit of um, effort would have been good in the first period, and it could have been a lot more of a fun hockey game to watch. But um, yeah, I'll take. We could do the negatives if you have any negatives before we go into the positives. Yeah, um, I mean the turnovers are bad. Mayfield sucked. Um, <laughs> was wasn't great all night. Um, Engvall had a bad game, but I thought he looked faster in this game. I don't know if I'm just searching for positives here, but I thought he was faster in a very sloppy game. Brock didn't look too good. Um, didn't really notice Lee or Pajot, and I'm not even just saying this is a Lee hitter. Lee had a few missed opportunities. Uh, there was a small one in the third period where he completely just whiffed on a shot. 
Um, Grant Hutton's not a good hockey player. Uh, I know this is not breaking news. He's not a hockey anything. player? I thought he was a hockey player. He's not a good hockey player. <laughs> um, Ross just continues to be the worst. Um, if you're going to – I know we were talking to um, a few people about this, but like, if you're going to hit a guy, just fucking punch him. With six baby punches, he got a penalty. We killed it off because we have a good penalty kill. But, I mean, it's just – I am glad he stuck up for Maggio, but I mean, could this be Ross's last game as an Islander? Waivers started today. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, a big thing. I want to bring that up. When Ross is playing in a hockey game, he's the star of the hockey game. That's something I noticed when watching this one. Like, you know, and that's that's normally a good thing. Like when Matt Barzal is the star of the game, like you're like, oh, Matt Barzal, Matt Barzal. When Ross is out there, his six minutes of playing and also like the extracurriculars he does, it just sucks the life out of you. Like watching it, like it, it you get fired up when moments happen, like the Penguins where he's being someone up. But then against the Rangers, like he had six really lame minutes. He didn't look good on the ice. And then his fights were just like baby punches and ragdolling a guy around. And it's like, what does he even do? Like, can we just get rid of this guy? Clutterbuck stunk too. I'll throw that out there. I was gonna get to that. Yeah, he stunk. Um, I don't think. I think Aho was a little slower. Looked slower. Um, important to note that he was not with Mayfield. He was with. I think. I think. Yeah, because it was with Hutton. Because uh, George was with Pulak and both of us with Mayfield. They've been together all camp and uh, they played together. Could that be something? I don't know, but. It is interesting that they've been playing together all camp. Um, but yeah, I didn't slip, but uh, he didn't look great. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to be too mean about Bolduc, but he wasn't. He wasn't too good either. Um, no. He he was puck watching on the second and third goals, um, or maybe it was the the third and fourth or second. Yeah, fourth, I but think it was the, the one with one. him and Mayfield out there. Yeah, definitely the Wheeler one. Yeah, and then uh, Aho, I thought was good. Like we can move into the good now. Um, I thought Aho was good running the power play. He was non-existent really at five on five, but he looked decent running a power play. Uh, Dufour, Maggio, Durando, Fashing stole the show for the Islanders. They all looked really good. Uh, Maggio in his limited play time, obviously, but Dufour looked like he's NHL ready or he's on the borderline. He looks like he belongs. I think he's going to stay to camp till the end and they'll make a decision, um, especially with the Palmieri health situation, which we'll get into later. On the back end, no one won a job. You know, Ryan Pulak wasn't great or anything. Um, Skarrick looked good. I think if Farley gets hurt or he washes up one day, I think Skarrick might be good hands to come in. But we'll say that you'd be assuming Ilya gets like 60 games at that point. But not not worried about Varley yet. He has to play his way into shape. But th- those were my positives for the game. Yeah, uh, I think the, a lot of people are saying Maggio had the best game. I think Dufour stole the show. Had a really, I mean, he genuinely looks a thousand times faster, which is great. Uh, we talked about this last episode, but like now we get to see it. I'm hoping he gets to play tomorrow as well. Um, expecting there to be some cuts, Rosner said, so there'll be a bit of a better roster. But he had a very nice move going to the net. He kept shooting the puck. Um, he obviously got the goal. Uh, but, yeah, he just looked great out there. Um, fashing, really nice pass, and he just looked like Hudson fashing all night. Maggio, really nice pass. Um leading up to the power play goal, and he just he looked pretty good. He's a good IQ player. Um I don't think he'll make the team, but um, you know, you see what is being talked about. Matt Maggio, just really good IQ and just a really good hockey player. Um, 
Defensively, I think, you know, Pulak was good, which, you know, we, we kind of expected. But on that, you know, George settled in a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not going to say he had a good game. And obviously, Durando got two points as well. So that was good for him. Yeah, and normally, you know, if this if you guys just started following us during the summer, we don't go into this level of detail every game, but this is kind of important when it comes to process and cuts here. So that's why we were going into heavy detail player to player because some of these guys, you know, like, you know, Hudson Fashion, he probably makes the roster this year, but there is no guarantee. So him having a good outing here is really important. Um, you know, we don't normally go player by player on a game to game basis, but, you know, we're, we're, this it might be the only time we mentioned McLean, but I thought he was fine as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a messy game, but it eventually turned into a hockey game. The power play looked good. I thought, like, not to overreact to preseason, do for that was a goal scorer's goal. He looked good. I, I was really happy with his performance. Um, AJ, any takes from just watching, you know, highlights and catching up before we move to the next one? Not really. I don't feel like saying anything that'd be overreactionary. It was a preseason game. They didn't look great to start. That's all I really know. I'm not going to, like, you guys did the full player-by-player breakdown. I'm not really too worried about anyone. We'll see what happens. It's it's just a glorified friendly, so I'm not going to be too worried yet. Once game one starts, that's when the clock starts ticking for all the question marks we have. But it is a good way to determine what we have in the guys like Dufour, Maggio, etc. So there's some good things to take away, but I'm not going to overlook or overextend the bad from day one. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and I agree with you there, AJ. We're not trying to overreact. We're just kind of talking about the, the performance in the moment. But, um, you know, do you want to do cuts by game group or do you want to just cut guys for the first cuts once we get after the next game? I think after the next game would probably be okay. easier. As long as we all have the roster up, it shouldn't be that difficult to maneuver. So yeah, I'll get the roster yeah, up. Yeah, just get um, on. But, yeah, no, um, next game... We played the Philadelphia Flyers, um, and you guys were there. You guys, how was the experience at UBS? Dead, but like it's a preseason game. But I really wish more people did show up. It was very empty and quiet. You look at what Carolina had yesterday. That was really awesome to see for a preseason game. They had almost a packed house, or or actually a packed house. We had maybe allegedly we had nine thousand people there. We did not have nine thousand people there. It was so empty. It was sad. But hey. I got to watch a hockey game. That's all that mattered at the end of the day. Um, they looked fine. It was fun to be back. Uh, Jake, did you see how much parking was for the preseason game or no? I know you got free parking or whatever. But... I did not. Um, I'm expecting it was the same. I saw on Facebook Emeralds 38, so I think it's just all the same. That's so stupid, man. That really kind of hurts the fan base. Why are we charging $40 for parking for a preseason game? The tickets were literally a dollar. Yeah. Come on, be better. Be better, New York Islanders. Uh, and then my other mini rant. Now at they've been doing this since the playoffs apparently, but now after you get off the train, they will look at your ticket to make sure that you your ticket got collected, which is stupid as hell. I get it, but like, come on, we're really gonna go this. We're gonna pay these people to, you know, make sure everyone's ticket got taken. Pay more people on the payroll. Come on, L I double R. Yeah, I mean, I didn't take the train, so I don't know. Um, that 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 does suck though. That's that's brutal. There was nothing better yeah. than going to a game and then getting your uh the free train ride. They do that at Forest Hills, a bunch of stops on the LIRR. They do that too. I I never like it, but it's whatever. You have to kind of deal with it. I I don't know. I I never thought like you know what 
fifteen thousand or whatever, fourteen thousand people filtering into an arena. That's pretty stupid um, to just do that. But is there any uh, anything new at UBS you noticed? Any new like food or anything? Probably not. You won't. They don't. They don't usually reveal um, anything until like opening day. Like it was the same warm up mix. It was the same recycled video when they go to the ice. It's the same intro. So uh, they didn't even do any goal animations. Um, so. They didn't really review anything until the start. Um, yeah, yeah, the attendance was low. I'm expecting it to be a lot better tomorrow because it's Friday night. Sound is Rangers. It's going to be definitely, hopefully, more lively. Um, we yeah. were sitting in a fun section. The people around us were cool. We were talking hockey. Yeah, it was a good. It was good. So we were right behind the net where we shoot twice. So uh, we did miss one of the goals. We didn't miss, but we could barely see one of the goals. Um, but yeah, the game group for this game, <clears throat> it was Ilya Sorokin and Ken Appleby. Um, we'd rather see Tristan Lennox and Ken Appleby, but he, you know, I'm not going to pry in a corner. Forward, Simon Holmstrom, Julian Gauthier, Matt, Matthew Barzell, um, Bowie Horvat, Ruslanishikov, Ari Wallstrom, Matt Martin, Dimitro Timoshev made his return in an Iona uniform, Casey Zizekas, E2 Lucas, Brian Pinho, and Carson Kuhlman. Uh, the defensive were Travis Mitchell, Robin Salo, uh, Noah Dobson, Dennis Chalowski, Paul Ledoux, and Adam Pellock. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on the... Yeah, uh, just the, uh, the lines quick for the people at home, anyone that missed it. It was Holmey, uh, Horvat, Barzal, Ishikov, Sezikis, Godier, a.k.a. the Identity Line, uh, Timoshev, Kuhleman, Wallstrom, Lucas, Pinho, Martin, um, Mitchell and Dobson were together as the top pair. Salo Chalowski as the second pair, Pellick and Ledoux. I, I, this is just how Rosner's laid it out um, at, at Stefan Rosner on Twitter, one of the reporters we have this season. Oh, we have to get into reporter talk later. I'm excited for that. Uh, Ilya Sorokin <laughs> and Appleby. You know, Sorokin got half the game. Appleby got the other half, but that's that's kind of it. Um, you know, AJ, anything to say before Jake gives us the breakdown here? Those are certainly players that are within the New York Islanders organization. I, I was very happy to see Ilya Sorokin play. I was happy to see the boys back. I, you know, it's preseason. Just it, happy to be yeah, back. Yeah, it was a big time don't get hurt game. Um, That's how I, I look was at watching preseason. at home. <laughs> so this game, MSG Network isn't covering the games, um, as you might know, uh, listening at home. And the game was on the Islanders' website, and they didn't have audio for half the first period, and they didn't have a score bug. So it was like you had to pay like really close attention. And I watched the first you know two periods and then i watched half the third before i headed out but like you had to be like paying attention to the score and like you were like i you know you couldn't miss anything because like there was no audio and then eventually the bridgeport crew came on to commentate the game but um yeah it was it was funny it was just weird having an islanders game be absolutely silent i mean it was probably just as noisy at the actual game yeah, not, uh, yeah, it was just weird because, like, at least pipe in the crowd noise or something. Uh, it was just, like, dead, you know, no noise at all. So it was, like, weird. Oh, I guess I should also mention I sat right in front of Torts for the – or right behind Torts in the first period. He was in the uh, Flyers team suite, which was kind of cool to see. I know he did that last year as well. So I kind of saw, saw Torts. I wasn't going to say anything to him, obviously, because I like living and I like having two functioning eyeballs. But it was cool to see Torts in the flesh. Uh, very 
infamous, infamous is that the word we would describe Torts? I think Torts has been incredible for the game. I know he's had his low moments and his high moments, obviously, but I think just as a whole, he's been one of the more entertaining, co- not commentators, but en- entertaining pieces or, uh, you know, parts of hockey since we've been watching. So it's cool to see him there right in front of me. But, yeah, that was fun. And Boychuk. Lou wasn't there, I believe, but Boychuk was in uh, the Islander management suite. Did you see Seidenberg? No. I also didn't look that hard. I did see Boychuk during the national anthem, though, which was, you know. Yeah, me and Jake. Oh, new, singer, new, new anthem singer. Um, it's not that fucking awful singer anymore. It's now a guy that's less awful. Hell yeah, brother. That might be a preseason thing. I'm not, I'm not positive. But that's <laughs> it probably is a preseason thing. I, I don't mind the anthem singer that much. He does a little oh, bit too much theatrics, awful. but yeah. Um, um, oh, he, and and um, Maxine is still the, the one song, which is good. Yeah, they went back to, did they go back to, you know, the old one? Or are they doing higher love? love for no, no, I no, saw no. people, they went back to Maxine. Yeah, it's Maxine. Well, Maxine confirmed, unless they change it for the regular season, which that would be dumb. They should have never yeah, changed it from the start. I know it was like the team zing and not the fan zing, but the fans really got behind uh, right back where we started from. They made a lot. No, they didn't sell any merch for it, but they did make some tweets about it. No one made I love that this merch fire. Yet. Ah, Man, no, I'm going to disagree there. It grew on me. You guys liked it at points last season. I, mean, I love hearing win. it. It's a good win song. It's just we had the best win song. Yeah, it. I love yeah, hearing no, it. Now we do again. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, um. First period. Uh. Travis Mitchell shot it from the point. It went off Barzell's stick and off Simon Holmstrom's shoulder. So Simon Holmstrom got the goal. Homie, my homie. His first of the preseason, obviously. Obviously, want to see more production from him, so that was good to see. That was Barzell's goal. Um, but, you know, give it to Holmey and a good shot from the point from Travis Mitchell, who we signed to Bridgeport last year. Um, we'll get to him later, I guess. And then the period later, we got a power play. Uh, we got a lot of power plays this game. Obviously, didn't capitalize on a lot of them. I think we were one for five. No, one for four. Anyways. Um, Holmstrom got it to Sal. Sal tried shooting it, whiffed on it. And then he passed it to Julian Gauthier. And it turns out Israel Gauthier hours. He got power play goal, his first in an Islander uniform. Um, had a few other chances um, before that. Uh, Carson Coleman had a really nice chance, didn't capitalize. Um, Bo Horvat had a lot of chances on the power play. We'll get into the power play and Bo Horvat in a minute. In the third period, the Flyers pulled their goaltender, who at the time was Samuel Urson. And I didn't see it. Completely because it was on the other side of the ice. I just saw the goal like go on. But Ryan Paling got his first goal assisted by Noah Cates and Scott Lawton. But they held on. Um, we got outshot really bad in the third period. Um, the Islanders won. And uh, we were happy. And that's it for now. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. We did leave happy. It wasn't the greatest game of hockey. I thought the Flyers came out and played a lot harder than the Islanders did at times. Walsham did throw a nice hit that was also a dirty hit, but I like seeing that from Walsham. I like seeing him, you know, toughen it up a bit, rough it up out there. We need to see that from him this year as long as, you know, he's scoring goals too. Dobson didn't look great. Uh, he struggled on the power play, at least for the first two. He looked awful. It was the same Islanders power play as last year practically. 
I liked how they did have Bo Horvat in the bumper spot. He almost scored a really nice goal in the power play. Barzal looked really good. Uh, I would, I do want to see more from him, but we'll see what he does. I'm not worried about Barzal. I just want to see him hit that next elite level. Not that he's not elite now, but, you know, hit that next level, take that next stride to be a better player for us. Other than that, Gautier was good. I didn't really have too many complaints about people. Matt Martin looked pretty good. Uh, some people were like, oh, why isn't Matt Martin throwing the body? Because it's preseason. This is the healthiest this guy's going to be all year if he's going to play a full 82. He won't probably, but let's just think he's going to play a full 82. I don't care if he's not throwing the body in preseason, but Philadelphia did bring, um, brought some bigger guys, brought some tougher guys. Like Nick Delore was out there. He looked very good for Philadelphia. He was running guys, uh, throwing the body, you know. So I'm happy no one got hurt. That's the biggest takeaway from this game. Pelink was off for a little bit, but he's okay. Luckily, he blocked the shot. I was like, Pelic's, at, Pelic's out for the year. I'm like, what? what? I was like, what are you talking about? Um, I'll start with the negatives. Um, there weren't a lot. Like, nobody was, like, outrageously bad. Noah had a really bad first period, but he got better as time went on. Um, Dennis Cholowski was Dennis Cholowski, pretty much. Um, Kuhlman missed a really bad chance, but it's Carson Kuhlman. I'm not really expecting Carson Kuhlman to score. But I thought everyone else had a pretty good game, but I mean, I'm not going to give you an opinion on Brian Penho either. But he was fine. Know. I wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just. Care. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna worried. say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, I didn't put the phone on airplane mode in the first period. He was still kind of checked out. Um, on he, he, it was brutal. Like, um, you know, the first period starting off, I was like starting to get a little worried. Uh, but you know, this is all of these guys' his first actual hockey besides a scrimmage since the season ended last year or for some of these guys like longer so you know i'm not too worried uh positives i'm excited to hear how the positive looked in person you want to go first aj you want me to uh sorokin's once again as always world class dude was awesome he was on it all night he was tracking the puck really well it was it was just a vintage Ilya Sorokin game and it's just so awesome to say that that he is back Gautier looked really good. I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter uh, slash X pump his tires, and rightfully so. He had a very good showing his first game wearing the the beloved New York Islanders jersey. So that was cool to see him, you know, really show up and show out. Uh, other than that, there wasn't anything too, too crazy. Like, E2 Lucas looked pretty good. Everyone was kind of fine. Like, everything that you expected to happen in this game outside of the power play looking better, which it turned around towards the fourth or fifth power play, but still don't care. Uh, other than that, I was only kind of a little bit concerned about Dobson and Wallstrom, but it's only game one. So I'm going to be more intrigued how they look next game. Yeah, I mean, Wallstrom played a full game, his first game since um, his ACL injury or whatever kept him out. So that was a good sign. Nevertheless, how he played. Um, he was behind the net on the power play. I thought he looked decent there. Um, home from the rock outstanding, but he did get two points, which is good. And he's skating with Barzvat, so we'll see if that changes. Um, Lane says we want someone like quick to stick with him just so we can have that covered. Could it be Drew Gosi? I don't know, but yeah, he looked very good. I didn't think he'd be throwing the body, but he got um, he got a few hits. Um, Travis Mitchell, I thought was decent. I think he could be a guy to look out for Bridgeport. Uh, Robin Salo is so back. I thought he had a good game. Uh, Barzell was Barzell. 
Um, Ishikov is really good. I like what I saw from him, and I'm expecting him to be not cut yet. I mean, he might get one more game, but I don't think he'll make the team. I think if any of the kids make it, it'll be due for. Um, Bo Horvat in the bumper. I'm not going to react to it too much because, you know, Lee wasn't on the roster. Um, but I like what they've, they – he had a lot of feeds, so I, I like I like that. Um, anyone else? Uh, I thought E2 Lucas was very good. Um, I think he could be a future fourth liner. He, he literally – me and AJ and Zach talked about this yesterday, but – he really does look like Matt Martin 2.0. Um, he's got good size. He's just a good fourth liner, and he'll be in Bridgeport or Worcester this year, wherever wherever he goes. But, uh, yeah, win, um, and hopefully they win tomorrow. Uh, Robin Sallow got an assist. We are so back. The Robin Sallow Hives podcast. I didn't. I don't think he looked great though. To be honest, uh, he just looked obviously. He is small, but he looked very small and. In his own end, he kind of got ragdolled a lot, which you don't want to see. Love Robin Sallow to death, but uh, it might be time to uh, call the Robin Sallow experiment a quits pretty early this October or September. He looked good on TV. He looked good to he me He got ragdolled like... in the defensive end. Like, it wasn't atrocious, but you could just tell. And it's going to happen because they're bringing these guys that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six from Philadelphia. He's not going to win many board battles against these guys. So he did look quick. He did look. He looked fine. But in his own end, he's gonna get ragdolled by bigger guys, which that's just how it's gonna go. Yeah, he's he's not good in his own end. But he's, you know, last year in Bridgeport, apparently he had problems moving the puck, which is what he does well. I'm glad to see like he really that was his big been, problem down there. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was drafted for. He was like a very his a player comp similar to like a worse Nick Luddy when he got drafted. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just, I, I remember seeing tweets about how he just struggled offensively too. So I didn't watch I mean, yeah. The thing about Salo that I always have harped on is he's turning twenty five. <laughs> like it is, it is like you keep like watching him. I was like, uh, maybe there's something there, and then I'm like, you know, he's he's twenty five. He's not really gonna hit that level unless he has like an aho like jump, which I'd accept it. But I, I think if he was struggling in Bridgeport last year, that's kind of the end for the Salo experience. Hey, hey. Experience. Maybe the eighth day. He could, yeah, he's the third or the fifth organizational left-hand defenseman after Bolduc, and that's a good fifth organizational left-hand defenseman. But he would not start for any NHL team, maybe the Ducks. No, he wouldn't, probably. he wouldn't play for the Ducks. They'd find someone else. He wouldn't else. start for the Ducks. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he starts for any team in the league. But Even the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they will, they will bring back Mark Stahl if they have to. God, the defense. Who, who's guys. signing this year? They signed Mike Philly. Riley, OEL. No, 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 no. Who signed Mark? Didn't someone sign Mark? Philly. A oh, Philly. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't see that bomb. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, um, you know, I watched on TV. The Horvat Barzal line looked really good. They got a ton of chances, and, you know, they'll be more clinical, I guess, with more experience. I'm not worried about Bo yet, you know. Just would have liked to see a goal. It was a little annoying that he didn't score because he had a lot of good, good chances. But um, you know, he'll they'll light it up eventually. Homie, Homie was sick. I, I thought Holmstrom fits on that line with the two of them. I'm I think he makes it out of camp. I, I really like Simon, but we'll talk about that in a little bit with cuts. Uh, second line, you know, Sazikas was good with younger players on his wings. I think that's a big hint for the season and the formula for success. Casey's not the problem with the identity line; it's the players around him. Um, Ishikov was good. Godier was really good. 
Uh, we'll see how he puts it together. Uh, the third line, I thought Wallstrom was good for his first game back. I, I really liked his game. I thought he was good. Um, you know, the entire Flyers team hated him, maybe after the D'Angelo stuff last year. But he was an effective player, and he was also being a pest. So if, if he thinks he's going to model his game after Brad Marchand and do that weird thing, you need to put in games like last night. Um, and if he can build that where he's doing that every single night, yeah, this is a guy that's going to make an NHL starting lineup. Um, and I was happy with Wallstrom. I, I think I'm back on the Wally side. I uh, nailed it on E2. I thought E2 Lucas looked good. I'm not really going to concern myself with Pino and Martin. Dobson was fine. He could have been better. It was brutal at the start. Uh, Salo, that was a kind of good point to get into um, where Salo is at this point. Kulowski's just dud. He's, he's not going to do anything in the NHL. Uh, Mitchell was impressive. Uh, Pelic and Dobson got some playing time together in like the second. Um, I think that should be the pair. But we'll see where they go when they tighten up the roster here. And yeah, Sorokin was like doing so well that I was like, dude, just save this for the season. Like this guy doesn't have an off switch, but it, it starts to hit that level where um, there was there was a pitcher for a Mets a couple of years ago named Jacob DeGrom. I don't know if you guys remember that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, to deliver um, to Texas. But like, you know, he like he would pitch like 105 miles an hour on like opening day. And then he would always like tear his arm off the bone. And that was why I was getting worried with it, with Ilya that he was going like a hundred miles an hour in preseason. And I didn't want him to get hurt because he only knows one mode. He only knows like being the best goal in the world. Uh, so it was cool getting out of it, but I was a little nervous while watching the game. I was hoping no one ran him or anything. Yeah. That's just my biggest concern is everyone leaving the game in one piece. Yeah. Yeah. Which they did. Evan was a very nice save. I'm like, all right, you guys, uh, you guys can take him out now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he made. I mean, I know it hit the post, obviously, but the fact he's able to get that to react that quick was just awesome to see. Yeah, um, it might be him and Varley tomorrow. I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. It's not for me to figure out until tomorrow morning. Yeah, um, there's yeah. Well, we could talk about that in a little bit, but let's go into cuts for the you know the roster. We'll focus here on the game groups. Let's just do a draft quick. Um, you know, draft order of the guys that played in the two games. Uh, so we could go through. Jake, you'll have first pick. Who's the first cut? Uh, we'll do four rounds of cut. Or let's what four times three is twelve. So let's do five rounds of cuts to get this roster down. Or wait, uh, let's do four rounds of cuts to get this roster down from I think the current uh, thirty-two to like twenty something to what twenty. Yeah, obviously everyone who didn't has a point in the game will get cut. Colbardro is getting cut, obviously, but um, legend of the I, game, Colbardro. Yes. Um, Dimitri Timotrov isn't making the team. I think that's pretty obvious. He looked fine, though. He wasn't bad. Yeah, but I mean, no, I'm just I hope he, I hope he stays in the AHL because I'm a Timotrov guy. But you know, weird Brent to have, but continue. Timoshov is the first cut. Yeah, Jake Jake does strike me as a big Timoshov guy. I don't even want to hear the explanation on that. AJ, who's your first cut? Uh, we're going to have to go Isaiah George. He didn't look great from what you guys are saying in the Rangers game, and also he's going back to the London more likely than not. So very good for his development, uh, Development. so that's kind of cool to see. He's going to be good, not worried about it. A lot of people have been hyping him up, though, so him being a top cut is no issue in my opinion it was going to happen either way he's just too young right now and he needs to develop so it's fine 
Yeah, I've seen enough of Grant Hudden. Um, that's that's my first one. We're gonna cut Grant here. Um, you know, we can we can find a better use of our our resources here and play someone more serious. Uh, but yeah, Jake, I'll pass it back to you. No no need to snake this. Yeah, there was a funny pod story with Timishov. Um, if you guys want to listen back to that one, um, okay. Sorry, there's a lot of names on this list. Jackson Cates isn't going to make the roster. He did look good, um, but PTO. I don't know if they'll resign. I don't know if they'll give him a contract. Um, I'm glad he's here. Is one game as an Islander, maybe two. I don't know, but uh, he's not. He's not making this team either. There's just too many. There's no center holes, and there's a few centers that are just better than him. I'm going to have to step up and take Mr. Travis. Uh, it's Travis Mitchell, right? Yeah. Travis Mitchell. Uh, he's looked good, don't get me wrong, but maybe he gets one more game. I'm not really too worried. He's not making the team, obviously. And it's just nice to have, uh, you know, some decent guys out of college come and sign for the Islanders. Not complaining, but I he will be getting cut. Yeah, good one. Um, in kind of the same vein, I'm cutting Dennis Jalowski. He stalks. Um, guy's a bum. <laughs> he's, he's a bum. <laughs> I was really excited uh, that maybe him and Lambert had some kind of connection be, from the from the Capitals, but no, this this guy's a bum and he's not going to make it in the NHL. But uh, he'll be a fun Bridgeport Islander this season. Uh, I think he's only played one game with the big club, uh, but yeah, Chola stinks. Uh, Jake, I'll pass it back to you. I was so mad that Ross Johnson wasn't tweeted out by Cat Friendly that he was waived today. But he's got to be caught, man. I mean, there's just so many guys that can be just a better contributor out there. For example, Julian Gauthier. I mean, he's just a better use of time and space than Ross Johnson. He shouldn't be on the roster. They need cap space for opening day. There's a very easy fix to just be compatible. I'm not saying I have $2 million a cap. They just need to be a little bit above the cap. There's an easy move to do that. Just get rid of him. I mean, it's beyond. It's time to go, blood. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think they cut him this round. I think they cut him closer to camp if they're going to do it because they're going to try to fit him through waivers because Lou likes him. But as long, as long as they cut him, like just, just, just do it. Yeah, just it, it has to be done. But by the time we record, if Ross, I don't know, Ross might Ross getting cut might warrant an emergency podcast. We'll we'll have to pocket that and think about it. But um, yeah, you can't wait till this guy's not on the team anymore. AJ, you're up next. Did Aiden Fulp play a game? No, Fulp did not play a game. He was the other guy Which we signed fun. alongside him. There's just so many. Like, I, I guess I'll go uh, Ken Appleby. He he looked yeah. fine yesterday, but like he's not making the team. I don't know if he gets cut tomorrow because they need backup goalies still, but Appleby, Scarrick, they're not making the team, obviously. Yeah, no, I, I think they'll keep... I, I know you guys brought up earlier, and I was I was waiting until the segment. I think Scarrick will stay around just so that he can get some NHL experience the rest of camp. Um, I think they'll stick around and just rotate him with the goalie of the night. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be like Scarrick and um, Farlamov tomorrow. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, my next cut is going to be Paul Ledoux, baby. Uh, wow. Yeah, the, the last kind of easy one before we have to get into forwards. Um, which I'll probably try to pick a forward in the last round because I feel like we cut the defense down to the final seven. Brian Pinho is not making this roster either. So that's a that's an easy one. All right. So next up, I guess I'm going to take Matt Maggio. He's not making the team this year. I'm very happy with, you know, how he looked in training camp from what the reporters are saying. Everyone's very happy about him, very hyped for him. He's not making the New York Islanders right now. He's not winning that spot over Dufour or Walsh. I think that's fair to say. 
Yep, sounds good. Um, with the last pick of the draft, uh, I really want to pick Cal Clutterbuck here, but I think they're going to keep him around until the end um, just as a loyalty thing. So I'm going to take Kyle McClain. Uh, you know, I, I kind of could have taken E2 Lucas here, but I want to see more of him. I hope they don't cut E2 Lucas. Like, I hope he gets like another look because he was pretty good last night and I like his game a lot. But yeah, Kyle McClain is, you know, promising. I know he's Phil C. Vax guy, but, um, you know, not really looking forward to too much McClain ball this year uh especially with the power play but uh, it was nice they showed him on the broadcast and we're like oh john mcclain next to kyle mcclain and i was like oh that's kind of nice but yeah it was um that the voice i did there was because it was the rangers guy um sam sam, sam rosen, rosen. It's, uh, yeah, kyle mcclain and john mcclain they're related yeah. hate that guy for real uh, it was so the he was so annoying on the Kako goal. Like they scored, he's like, "Oh, it's Capo Kako." I'm like, he raised like 80 decibels to say it. Um, yeah, McQueen's a good penalty killer. Like I don't, I don't hate him. The the center depth in the A is a lot better this year. Like I, I think if someone goes down, and Otto, I don't, you know, Otto, Otto hasn't been in the game. Yeah, I kind of just realized yeah. that. Looking through the list, I was gonna cut his ass, but no, he hasn't played. <laughs> um. Speaking of not being in game groups, uh, he didn't play yesterday for whatever reason, but I really hope Odelius plays tomorrow because he hasn't played yet. would like to, you know, see him in game action. If not, it's okay. Um, hoping for a little bit of a – they've all got a day off today, so it might be a more mesh group tomorrow of NHLers. Um, Rangers play tonight, so whoever the Rangers are playing tonight, which Igor's playing tonight, so we might get Johnny Quick. Um Mika's playing um, Kaka. I'm not going to name the whole thing, but they've got... they got a lot of NHL players playing. If you guys are interested in looking, whoever's going to the game or whatnot, whoever they're playing today isn't playing tomorrow. So And you should boo them. Yeah. Ramona might play. Lane, Lane said, oh, we might get him in the game, so that that would be fun. But don't don't. Yeah, work. we still have another week of these preseason games, so there's no reason to rush yeah. the bank. It's not um, over yet. But yeah, no, I think that was a pretty productive preseason segment. It's nice because the process is what matters, but the organization feels so much deeper than it did a year ago. Um, even if we have like the worst farm system, quote and unquote, and the NHL has become like obsessed with future and it's all about how bright their future is. The the friggin' Sabres who have missed the playoffs 15 years in a row, but their future is so bright. Like it's so annoying how they people get like so bogged down in the future when, you know, you look at our farm system and we're like, okay, we have a couple nice pieces like maybe if you put if everything breaks right or you know a couple things break right for a couple of guys we have some nhlers here um two guys you could probably play in a top six eventually so you know it's everyone gets so fixated on future when it's just like you know it's kind of teach their own and it it depends on the breaks from here yeah 100 i agree with you ryan maybe maggio maybe zufor one of them breaks out to a top six player a legit nhler NHL top six guy, we are golden right now. We just need one of these guys to pan out and be a real, you know, real offensive threat. And I'm very happy. Not saying that I don't have expectations for all these guys, but if we could have one guy really break onto the scene and be like, oh, yeah, he's him, that's awesome. Give us a guy that will have a nice ELC for, a few, like, you know, two, three years, nice 800, 800, 900K contract. Let us spend that money elsewhere. Get rid of Paul Mary. It'd be perfect. Yeah, Wally and Simon, um, too. Like, if one of those four guys can become a player in the top six, we're looking pretty good. We're locked into our core for a few years. 
Liam Paggio is a bit of a bummer. They have like no chemistry between them. So it, it, there's like a really weird game of mental gymnastics right now where to play Anders Lee. Paul Mary being out probably helps because he could be on the second line. But like, I don't know. I don't see it at all with Liam Paggio. Jake, did you did you kind of get that same vibe on the Rangers game? I, I didn't think they were good together. I'd rather we suck the chemistry out of Bar- um, Paggio than Barzvat, you know? But yeah. It was one game. Um, yeah, they also uh, hasn't been a lot of updates on them in camp. Any good things? Uh, it might. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see whenever they're together again. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna blame Lee because that's yeah. Lee, we'll we'll, we'll see if Lee plays tomorrow night. I mean, you know, the thing about training yeah. camp is you get so much like positive engagement by saying the young guys are doing well. And this is league wide. This isn't anyone on the Island just beat in particular, but like, you know, there's a lot more good vibes when you're talking about a good young player than like an older player. So I'm not taking it too personally that Anders Lee hasn't been mentioned too much, but it's a, it's a big fat contract and he has to, you know, play somewhere close to it this season. If this team wants to be successful and maybe with, I'll marry out. I already see people slotting in Dufour on the second line, which we could get into the Palms discourse. So just an update. Palms is going to be out long-term. It looks like it's day-to-day, but it's Lou bullshit day-to-day. Um, and we haven't gotten an update yet. He's skating on his own. It looked like he won't be good for opening night. Um, I don't know if Lane's confirmed that yet. I don't think he has. But no, I wouldn't expect Palms to be in the lineup on opening night. People are already slotting in Dufour on the second line. He... um. Wayne said yesterday it's not there yet, but he's starting to get in the conversation of being in jeopardy and missing it. Um, if you have six maintenance days in a row, I mean, there's something wrong. Yeah, I hope it's not concussion related. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what the issue is here with bombs, but um, if he needed surgery, he probably should have gotten the offseason. So it might be like not to get annoyed at someone for being hurt, but you had all summer. Like the thing with Vasilevsky today, if, if you're hurt, you have to take care of that in the summer because doing it here on company time when we really need you to be big this year, Kyle, is a little frustrating. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I, first off, I just hope he's healthy and Breaking you know, this. like hurting him bad. Yeah, go ahead. Isaiah George has been assigned to the OHL, so that that's it. Yeah, one of my cuts came true. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> I was gonna, I was, just, I was just, I was just gonna say, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, um, George got hurt in the Ranger game, and then Lane said he had a maintenance day. So I guess the maintenance day, the new out indefinitely. Um, but no, yeah, George is. Uh, I mean, he had a good, he had a good camp. He's going, he's gonna play top pair minutes in London. Um, we'll take it. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe some of them are coming down the line right now. We'll have to say. Yeah, the point we cool. made on Otto earlier, like, if, if these guys are in jeopardy of getting hurt, you don't want to put them in these games. And I think George showed he was pretty tough in the game. But, like, you know, I, I, I if the only thing to gain here is we get to see a little more Isaiah George versus, you know, a scumbag like Trocek trying to rail him against the boards, it, you don't really need that. You can kind of just, like, send him back to the OHL. I was hoping he'd make the AHL, but I think he's still too young. I He could even play in the AHL? George, he's no. nineteen. He's nineteen. Is that too? You have to be. You have to be. You have to be. Yeah, there's some rule. I'm not going to try to pretend. NHL, like, CHL agreement. That's he has why a contract, right? That's why Wright couldn't play last year in the AHL. He does have a contract. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, no, didn't he play at the end of the year though? They gave you only allowed to play. I think seven games in the AHL. Okay, they save it for the playoff run. 
Yeah, and then he was technically he's not allowed to go back this year, but they're gonna oh they're gonna overrule that so he can play and actually you know develop if he doesn't <laughs> make the Kraken, which I don't know if he will honestly. Nice, thanks. No, he's very good, but <laughs> we, we can do shade right discourse at another time. Um, yeah, I'd like, rather not. Yeah, anything on the second line? Would you rather see Lee or Dufour there? AJ, I'll kick it to you first. I mean, probably Lee. He's an NHL player. Dufour, he's a young, talented prospect, but you know what you're getting out of Anders Lee. He, we want him to put up 30 goals, put him in a spot where he can succeed. I don't know if him and Paggio would work. I want to see that more, but I don't think we should completely shut Lee out because of him aging or his game not, you know, him not having the greatest of years at the end of last year. I think he deserves a fair shot being a top six forward still. I know, shocking. This is coming out of my mouth. If Dufour gets that time, though, I'm very happy, and it just shows how deep the uh, the coaching staff looks at the New York Islanders. If we could feel very comfortable putting Lee on in our third line to let Dufour play with better players. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you that you were able to make the through that sentence. So let's just say back to you, AJ, really quick. So your top six right now, you know, Bo and Barzvat is a lock, and let's lock in Nelson. And who's the other three guys if uh, Paul Mary's hurt? If Paul Mary's hurt, I think, honestly, one of the speedy wingers will get that spot. Or maybe Simon. I don't... Yeah, pick hmm. it. Just pick one. We're going to go... Fuck it, we'll go Gauthier. Gauthier on the first line. If he could... All, all I'm asking here... No, no, no. I'm going to go off the board. because This isn't going to happen. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. Pierre Engvall on the first line. We, this is what we oh, want out of the first mind. line. This is what we want out of the first line left wing spot. We want a guy that's going to forward check, that's fast, and that will win puck battles and, you know, maybe not create offense, but allow Horvat and Barzal to create offense. That's what Pierre Engvall will do. He will go in the dirty areas. He will take the puck. He will win the puck off, guys. He's he's quick. He could be a first liner. Everyone loves Pierre. Yo, Pierre, uh, want to come play for the first line? I think Durando. I think Gautier are good shouts too because of their quickness. But they're not as good as Pierre Engvall and might never be. Uh, with all due respect to real Gautier hours. Second line is gonna be ooh. Uh, then <laughs> so then you got crap what so uh what well, didn't think this through i did, literally didn't think yeah, the first line think so then second line you just go lee nelson and walsham i guess yeah that's fine i think that's okay fine. I, I don't i'm not in love with walsham's game but we'll see what he could do he is also just coming back off of a major surgery so allegedly well we don't we don't know um yeah i I mean i i was gonna say that so i don't think that's a bad take like if the perfection line isn't fully there you move pierre up to the first line um but if they like simon they're gonna do that but you know i like pierre on the first line second line you can put lee um lee nelson what didn't think this through no 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 no. (laughs) yeah 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 funny when you get put on the spot eh i was debating between two but we'll put Washam there um, and then you can have either Holmstrom or Gautier on the third, and then the fourth line, you can play Dufour on the fourth or the third if you want. Um, regardless, if Paul Mary's out long-term, he's getting a spot regardless, I think. Um, they've been playing him next to Nelson and Engvall all camp, and it's looked good to this point, so they might just do that and put Holmstrom or Gautier on the first. I don't know. Um that's a very bad look for me that I called you on. That's fucking. <laughs> my, it's all right, my it's lines, all right. 
my lines are first line we're going with Wallstrom we're going with Barzal Horvat second line we're going to go with Lee Nelson Engvall third line I'm going with Godier Pajot Dufour fourth line I'm going with Simon Casey and Fashing I've been pretty pretty staunch on this whole offseason I think that's the way it works best um, and I really won't believe it doesn't until I see it live but I, I feel very good about you know that lineup I, I saw that Pajot is becoming a you know a bit of a mentor to Durant and do for and uh you know helping them transition over from you know quebec so i think that's pretty cool um and i'd like to see him with one of those guys i think gautier too as well i think he's quebec uh quebecois uh but yeah that's that's kind of my lines there but um yeah i hope palms gets better soon but if it was something that could have gotten taken care of in the summer we're seeing vasilevsky's hurt today and i'm like why even show up for camp if you're if you're not 100 percent, you should have taken care of this in the summer because uh, your team's gonna suffer now I don't think they're fucked. I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they'll acquire a goalie. Um, yeah, yeah that's true. What do I know? Spencer well, Mark, who are they the going to get, though? This, Spencer this Martin. Stuff. What did you say, Jay? Uh, well, Spencer Martin's on waivers currently. But there, who was the other, there was another team looking at Spencer Martin, too. I forget what team Elliot Freeman said was very interested in Spencer Martin. I think it was Detroit. Might have been. I'm not too sure. Because they have a bad goalie room. I don't know. You know, we saw it with Aiden Hill last year. Once Leonard got hurt or Leonard was out for the year. You can find goalies off the scrap heap that, heap that can come in and give you like an 890 and 900. But Tampa's current setup is not to have a guy like that. They they built their team for an all-world goalie. So they could suffer. I still think they make it. But as a wild card, not as like a division top three. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, especially with the uh, Stamkos turmoil that's going on. Yeah. I think it'll be I was, fine. I was, I was but... saying that, yeah. It's, it's a lot going on right now, and they don't have cap room either, so they're going to have to figure all that out. Uh, it's up for uh, their GM, not me. That's um, breaking news right yeah. there. It's not up to Prime Jakey. Back to Paul Mary. I mean, you just got to hope he's okay, obviously, and we don't know what's going on. We just know that he's getting on his own, allegedly. Um, allegedly. And, don't rush him. I mean, and don't rush Romanov either. I know Romanov had a full scrimmage and laid a few body hits, which indicates he's back to normal. But, you know, don't rush these guys. It's preseason. Uh, if they're not ready, they're not ready. And, you know, they'll have guys hungry to step up. You know, maybe Maggio takes a spot. He'll get a hat trick tomorrow. He'll revenge on Vincent Trocek. And um, I mean, he'll be the second on side. We don't know. But I really like the depth this year for the Islanders. So just don't rush these guys back. And, um, Whenever the perfection line's back, it will be perfection. Wasn't the thing with Kyle Palmieri that he tweaked something in a summer workout? Was that not the quote? Cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. was in a preparing for camp. So was, he probably did it like a week or two ago, which really sucks. Or a week or yeah, two from camp. Yeah, tweak is weird because like, you don't normally see tweaks go for so long, but still. Yeah, it could just be a precaution. I don't know. I <laughs> I'm out of doctor. It's so long. It's not a precaution. I don't know. I don't want to get too into it, but it's it's frustrating. Um, you know, other news kind of around the Isles verse. Uh, we no longer have an athletic writer. We're down to the <laughs> Uh, farewell to a man who we talked about very often on this podcast, um, you know, and his antics. Um, one of my, not, I wouldn't call him an enemy on Twitter, but someone that annoyed me and I would, uh, you know, whatever. But like, Kurz is gone. Uh, the 
beat is going to be kind of covered by the New York people at the Athletics. So Arthur Staple give a couple stories about the Islanders and then the national people like Dom or whatever, who had a pretty <laughs> shitty Islanders write up. Um, Shane will probably cover the Islanders a little bit. But um, yeah, no. Peace out, Kevin Kurz. Um, and we're down to, you know, it's down to Rosner, Gross, and Sears at this point on the Isles beat. Um, three guys, you know, two of them, uh, Gross and Rosner, I, I like a lot. I think they do really good work. And then, you know, it's it's kind of Sears is doing his own thing with the <laughs> interviewing Garth Snow. But, you know, see ya, Rip Bozo, Kevin Kurz, have fun with the Flyers this year. Um yeah, I, I think that, you know, he, he he started coming around good at the end, but for most of his tenure, he just did not want to become like the Islanders beat guy and embrace it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my rants on Kurz here. Any, any either of you two have strong feelings? I know, AJ, you like to keep your hands clean on stuff like this. And Jake, <laughs> I don't know if you have too many, too many. I know you didn't, you, you didn't love Kurz, right, Jake? I didn't like Kurz, um, but, you know. You obviously have more battles with him, and you guys will have the <laughs> wrestle game. Yeah, I mean, we we argued over. You know, he he said that his colleagues were flying out to Finland to watch Atu Ratu during COVID, and I was like, no, they weren't. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But yeah, we we did have a couple of Twitter beefs. Those Stan Fisher was upset. I love Stan. Stan is he's very... doing his own thing. Stan is the man. What? You want to hear something really funny and pretty sad on my part? What? Today I watched like a you know as I do I watch a random 2008 Islander game. Stan was interviewing uh, Mark Streit at intermission, and he asked, "How would you how do you feel that I think you would be the best defenseman on the Canadians?" And he's like, "Uh, I, I don't know." <laughs> I'm like, "Why did he ask that?" But you know, we love Stan. <laughs> I love Stan, man. He's first so full funny. season back because he joined <laughs> it like December last year. But yeah, like, why, did he, why did he ask that? <laughs> He's hilarious. He's a funny guy. He kills me. Uh, I love reading his articles because today he wrote an article that was like the majesty of Brock Nelson and how Brock Nelson's so underrated. <laughs> and this is like the first year where the national media is being like, yeah, Brock Nelson's pretty good. Yeah, after two like you know thirty-five plus goal seasons in a row. Well, like, still, it's it's annoying. Um, well, you know, but props to Stan. Love Stan. That, that's my guy right there. Um, yeah, the other Islander stuff. Um, um, you know, yeah. we went over the Pajot. The, the Athletic did their Islanders preview. Doesn't really hurt us. I think uh, there's been boring hockey stuff. I, I really don't want to engage with it too much. No. Any anything to say about boring hockey? Now it's like spitting picklets. Ripoffs are coming at us, and you know, it's 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 whatever at this point right winning is not boring that's that's all i'm gonna if, say i know i've been like learning the new fifa and i'm playing like super boring games so that i don't lose like five to nothing every time uh just killing the game and winning like two nothing and honestly i'd rather like as long as it wins a win it doesn't matter how you get there because you know um we're islanders fans we're not rooting for the individual Scale like I like I, I know AJ, you're probably the best person to ask about this, but you know, when did when did like the the team like how fun they are to watch become more important than um you know actual wins and losses? Like that's something I've noticed with all these previews. Like the preview for, like all summer the Sabres got talked about, like this is this is a team that's ready to break out this year. They're gonna take the next step, they're gonna be incredible. And then the actual preview comes out and it was like 
yeah, they're pretty fun. Uh, their goalie still, their goalie situation still isn't great. Uh, we have them finishing 20th in the league. Now the writers have to put up or shut up. But all season it's been, or all off season has been like, oh, you know, like the the Sabers. They're gonna be so fun. They're gonna break out this year. They're gonna be like contenders or whatever. And then like when people have to put the pen to paper, they're like, oh, it's whatever. They're just kind of, you know, they're really skilled, but they're not like the best team. Well, what, what do you think there, AJ? Just like when did like skill versus winning it's it's a weird mix i feel like it's actually been pretty recent i'd say probably 2017 2016 17 ish once like mcdavid started playing i feel like it was more about fun exciting like oh my god hockey rather than you know winning hockey which is fine i get people most audiences would rather watch Connor mcdavid than bo horvat and matthew barzal that's a very fair and pretty popular choice the Islanders don't have to be fun for you to care about. They have to be good and win for them to care about. They don't really care if they're fun or exciting or not. Plus, this whole boring hockey thing, it just means you just don't like the sport. If you can't respect and appreciate defensive hockey, you don't like the sport. <laughs> well, there's really nothing more you can say. It's part of the game, playing defense. It's not just offense, offense, offense. If you want to watch offense, go watch a basketball game. That's all I'm going to say. I want to watch some defense. I want to watch some hard hits. Who cares? I don't want to see Trevor Zegers do a reverse in between the legs Michigan seven times in a game. That gets very quick, uh, very old, very quick. Who cares? That's my rant. Yep. No, it's a it's a good rant. I mean, I'm excited to like I'm just excited to win some hockey games, man. I don't I don't care about how we do it. The Islanders have had like one beautiful goal that wasn't scored by Brock Nelson in the past like four years. We we play hard. We we get our goals. We win games. It's fine. It's who we are. Um, I don't you don't get style points in the standings. Unless you're the Buffalo Sabers, apparently. Oh, yeah, the Sabres start with a 20-point head start, even though they have, like, the history of the New York Jets, um, where they have, like, nothing. Like, they're not good. Um, Historically, 15 years without a playoff appearance, and they're they're magically going to break through this year, even though all the predictions now are at them as bad. But, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. A little frustrated there by all the previews, but we're we're good. I think think the Islanders are good, I'll say it. Uh, Apologies if you heard my dog in the background. He's being a little rascal. Uh, anything else we want to say before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. You know, I'm excited to see the team. Um, I think you know this was a very fun pod to do. So thanks for thanks for making it to the end here with us. Not in the Emerald Lot tomorrow. I'm very very excited. You weren't in the yep. Emerald Lot yesterday either. I know it's been a great it's been a great week. Uh, you are it- a weird man. You are so weird about parking lots. Now, this is uh, some inside baseball for whoever made it to the end of the podcast. I've never meet, met anyone weirder with parking for events than Jake. Jake is very fixated on making sure his car is okay during the event. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a fun personality trait that he has. But he uh, he always wants to make sure that parking's handled way before the event. When I drive to games, I just, you know, I just pay. I got a, I got a good deal to that. I you did get a good deal. Same price as Emerald and the best parking lot. It's a good deal. <laughs> you're such a weird. You're looking at well, parking okay, okay. for yeah, a preseason game. Would you, would you rather pay forty for Emerald or forty for Diamond? I mean, it's a simple. I'd simple rather just answer. take the trade. 
Yeah, I'm taking the train. I'm not like I'll, I'll I'll chip in for parking tomorrow, Jake. And um, anyone who makes it this far, you're a friend of the pod. You know, text DM me or Jake. We'll meet up yeah, at the you game. Can Venmo me too. Yeah, I'll Venmo <laughs> you for parking. And uh, I think you meant the listeners. <laughs> yeah, but parking at events has become so ridiculous. Like I was gonna, you know, I thought about driving to the game on Tuesday, but like on top of the tickets are literally one dollar, but they're still gonna charge you forty dollars for parking. Like it's ridiculous. I had to take an Uber home because I wasn't going on. I wasn't gonna wait an hour for the train. It three Ubers canceled on me, and then I finally got it. It was only like a twelve dollar Uber, which was cool, but like, come on, I don't like Uber. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's it's messy. It's it's not fun. Um, I mean, now that I'm out on the island, like I'm gonna have my first train to the game experience, the Huntington Line. But um, see how it goes. I'm excited. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, aside from that, uh, we can wrap there. So thanks everyone for making it this far in the pod. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, we're going to probably do another preseason episode midweek next week, maybe early next week. If we wave Ross, um, you know, some big stuff on the horizon. We're very excited to have you guys for the season. Um, not, nothing too much in the pipeline, maybe Q and A's next episode, but you can follow AJ on Twitter at DeVito hockey. You can follow Jake on Twitter at prime Jakey. You can follow me on Twitter at Rat Martin. You can follow the pods pod on twitter at skates and stakes with the letter n uh if you aren't following us on twitter i don't know how you got here but we really appreciate it and uh we'll talk to you guys soon Re- really appreciate it. anything to say before we sign off your boys let's go islanders letters <laughs>